Hello, listeners. This is George here. I just wanted to jump in real quick before this episode starts. You know, sometimes producing a podcast, you have a hard time keeping track of everything, and we got a little bit out of order. We jumped ahead on our last episode talking about purpose, which is one of our principles inside of our product team framework, and that was uh, one episode ahead. We were still missing one of our pillars, uh, one of our principles and one of our pillars called rest. So I wanted to just make a note that we know that if you have been following along real closely, when there, there's a couple of you, that um, we might have skipped something, and it happens. We made a mistake. No big deal. You're going to get to hear it anyways. So I really enjoyed this conversation Dan and I got to have on rest, and I think you are too. So let's jump right in. Hey, Dan. Hey, George. What do you got for us today? You know... We've been hustling. We've been working hard. It's been a mm. it's been a busy but but good season in Crema's growth. And um, you know, we live in the United States, old Western culture that just they love the hustle. Mm-hmm. Right. We love hard work. I think our last episode we talked about contribution and that hard work can be good. But I think um there there's some risks in hard work too much, too long. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a really um, powerful and needed thing called rest. Not a new term. Nope. Nope. It's been around a long, 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 well, I mean, since the beginning. Uh, Right. um, Since someone started to nap or sleep. sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, To go in a coma. What's the word? Comostasis? Comatose? Comatose. Homeostasis? Homeostasis. Comatose. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to unpack this idea. We've been talking about the framework throughout the last couple of years of the podcast. And, and again, just to remind those that are maybe picking up on this being the first episode, hearing people product. The framework includes are this framework that we've been working on, which is about you know creative and adaptive teams. What what are the principles or the ideas that should um, should guide these teams, or at least should be things that they're thinking about? Hmm. And in the in that framework, there's three pillars: there's postures, disciplines, and structures. Mm-hmm. And then within each of those pillars, there's kind of four themes that we've kind of identified. Uh, we've gone through all the postures, so go back and listen to to previous podcasts where we talk about you know curiosity and humble confidence and resilience, and then we've touched on most of the disciplines or habits. So if you think of the postures or like mindsets, the way of thinking, uh, the way you bring yourself into the space, and then disciplines or habits are the things that you do, the rhythms that you create, the things that you try to keep in mind as you're as you're doing the work, right? And we've already touched on. Um, disciplines includes exploration, um, disciplines includes contribution and feedback. So again, what are you doing? How are you thinking about what's ahead of you? How are you picking up data and, and figuring out if you're working on the right thing and, and making sure that you're working well together? That's the feedback piece. Mm-hmm. But at the bottom of this loop or at the bottom of this, well, I guess we just put it on a circle and you know, why do we choose a circle? I don't know. It's, it's the Circles bottom. Are nice. Yeah. yeah it's continuous. It soft. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the bottom point at the circle is rest. Mm. And I think we had a lot of other things of, of things that we ought to keep doing in a habit, mm. but rest is an interesting thing because it's kind of like, 
It's the habit that says for us to do something that forces you to stop doing things. Mm -hmm. There's always more to get done. Yeah. You know, yeah. Task list never, never stops. Why do you think, maybe that's it. Why do you think that rest is so hard for most people? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I think for some, it's just the constant like movement and, um, advancement towards a goal or what they're working towards, um, is compelling. It Mm. could just be part of how they're wired. Um, which again, on the extreme can lead to work workaholism. Um, I think for people that have high capacity, so like very high capacity, they can work and not, it doesn't drain them. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, definitely. Others have, uh, you know, um, for the longest time, my, even my wife, when we were first married, um, even in college, I just remember she could stay up super late and study extremely mm-hmm. late, you know, mm-hmm. one, 2 AM and then go to a 7 AM class. Nope. And she did, that was just the way I can't, I mean, that. but that just, and uh, now that doesn't work. I mean, life changes for kids, sure. <laughs> yeah. greater, greater levels of just, you know, energy being removed from you. Um, but so maybe that's also a thing to say too, is that I think rest changes throughout seasons of life as well. Of course. Um, I think other things uh, that if I think about times where I haven't rested or people closest to me where, you know, that has come up, like I'm tired. I think a lot of it is also control. I mean, if you think about it, your most vulnerable time is when you're asleep for eight hours. I mean, yeah. there's a lack what of an control thing. Yeah. The human body is okay with that. We're like, yeah. oh, we will get sick. We will die if we don't sleep. Right. right. Or so we'll go crazy. You're laying there for, yeah, whatever, you know, however many hours, six to eight, nine hours, whatever you're getting per night. And you have, but the world keeps moving. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing. It's like, I think sometimes it's hard to make that leap, especially if you're in a season of a lot of, like you said, hustling, busy season. And maybe it's a, a longer season than you wanted it to be. And maybe, maybe you've made it that way yeah. uh, unintentionally. Yeah. And there's just this, I think there's a dissonance between the knowledge that yes, I do need sleep that things will continue. The world will continue to spin, but our, our actions and our choices kind do not line up with that. We continue to work hard. We continue to work longer hours uh, we don't take vacation. I mean, I think it's oh, easy to yeah. like wake up and be like, man, when's the last time I had a vacation? When's the last time? And an actual vacation. I, I hear you. Not, man, a, not a long week. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get what you're hey, saying. No, you're doing it. I just, you just came well, back from one. Let's be honest. This is, so this is something I, I'm glad we're talking about because it's not something I'm great at. Hmm. Right. And I think that there's definitely things that you and I might have fortes in or things that we're, we're, it it becomes easy, comes easier to us. And we make make this framework saying like, this is the way you ought to do things. And it's an archetype, right? And we want to be clear with that, but this takes, it's a discipline. It actually takes work effort to figure out how to train yourself to do that. For example, I'm fine to a certain extent, just getting up and doing work every day, five days a week, six days a week, 365. I'm, I'm exaggerating, but like all year long, and, and even though I love traveling, even though I love going on trips, even though I love doing things with my family, the, the, the rhythm of just continuing to work is comfortable. Mm-hmm. You just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it has always been a challenge for me, both in the planning and in preparing for the rest, 
uh, which is maybe something we could talk about, but that, that the idea of taking time off for me just seemed impossible mm-hmm. or impractical or irresponsible, or I don't know, all those, those words. Well, and even when probably when it became something that was probably the responsible thing to do, it's there's habits that form in and it's yeah. easy to yes. just stay in those, those old rhythms. Yeah. It's interesting, you know, uh, and I think even scientifically or yeah, scientifically, intuitively, those two things aren't the same, but maybe both is uh, <laughs> scientifically and intuitively. We know intuition can lead that, to a scientific right, idea. Yeah. Right. That rest is important uh, because if you just look at the way that the human body functions, right. If you, um, so the greatest uh, spikes and pulses of human growth hormone is when you're sleeping. Yeah. So um, if you read any workout article or, Hey, I want to improve my cardiovascular or, you know, I want to, you know, gain more muscle, whatever that looks like. Every single article I've ever read around that emphasizes the importance of rest and sleep. Yeah. Um, That, that is the time where your muscles are rebuilding. It's interesting. You go to the weight room or you go and it's like, uh, and you get on a bike or you run, it's like, Oh, I'm getting faster and I'm getting better by training, which you Mm -hmm. are. But at the moment you're not Mm. (laughs) in the moment, you're actually breaking yourself down. Like you're you're actually, you're hurting yourself. Right. I mean, you're tearing your muscles, right? It's not until you get good sleep 48 hours, you know, a week later, two weeks later, that you're actually seeing the gains. Mm-hmm. as long as you take that proper rest. And so we have the information in front of us. It's like, that's the way the human body functions anyways. Like normal, right. it's normal that you get, you heal from, you know, a sickness by getting good rest and relax and, you know, you know, good nu- nutrition, but good rest. Same thing with building muscle. Um, I mean, even if you look at, and this is top of mind for me, cause I have a race tomorrow. Yeah, you do. So I was like, so I just researched, Hey, the proper nutrition and for the week prior, and there is a lot of it that's just sleep longer than you normally do. Try to get mm-hmm. as much sleep, um, consume as many, you know, carbohydrates, rest, don't train, actually taper down, drink, so. eat Oreos <laughs> and play video games all night. That's right. Cause yeah, that's probably some people's definition of rest. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's just interesting that we do, we have the data. Our body is telling us mm. that that is right and good. Yeah. But and we it's, just it's don't true follow also along for the it. mind as well. If you're in knowledge work, yep. you're talking about a physical exertion, but it's, it's the, the mind, mind. Is, is the same thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I mean, cause some of my most tiring days is coming home from like long strategy sessions Yeah, and you're zonked and then you wake up um, after hopefully a good night's sleep and you do, you feel completely refreshed. Yeah, you really do. We do. If we do something like a design sprint or, you know, a multi-day workshop, one, they're intense. They're, they're forcing your brain to, in some ways, reprogram, like do a bunch of things that you don't normally do mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis, which is a lot of what creativity is. It's, it's, it's breaking the, the standard um, practice, if you will, yep. and, and looking at things in a, in a um, what's the right word, lateral way, where you mm-hmm. can say, exactly I want right. to think about what's next to me as a new idea. How do I how do lateral thinking? which is, is, is intense for the brain to process. Mm-hmm. And then you do those day to day to day with, I mean, a design sprint can be lots of different things, but let's say it's a five-day design sprint or even a mm-hmm. three-day strategy session. Mm-hmm. Um, doing that back to back to back can be exhausting unless you give your brain that opportunity to go, okay, cool. We just did a really hard workout today. 
-hmm. let's, let's recharge. Let's literally heal ourselves in some sleep. Mm -hmm. I think sleep is one thing. So Mm -hmm. I think sleep, I mean, there's lots and lots and lots coming out right now about the power of sleep. Right. Right. And I think that early on in Krema's history, I, I, I definitely undervalued sleep. One, I was young. We just had kiddos. So, you know, you're up all night anyways. And I was working with a team in India. So they, they got on at 4am, you know, I just, your, my rhythms were basically like sleep three hours, get up, do work or take care of a kiddo for a couple hours and maybe get a couple more hours. And so you're averaging like, I don't know, five hours of sleep at the most. Mm -hmm. And that's okay for a a, a period small, of time, a yep. season, a season. Yep. Um, but it wouldn't, it would not be sustainable for a long period of time because there was no chance for my mind to, mm-hmm. to heal, to, to, yeah. to rebuild, to, to think about, okay, let's recharge. We can do this mm-hmm. again. Um, so sleep's one thing and there's yeah, lots of studies that are coming out yep. saying the power of sleep, but that's not all that goes into the resting for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So what are other types of, um, rest? You already mentioned vacations, which is just a, a sense yeah. of like checking up, doing something different than the work. Yeah. It's, I've realized that when I take, you know, vacations that are at least, you know, a week, five, seven days, um, to longer than that is I, I think it's the same thing, or I would make an analogy back to the, you know, resting your body, um, after a workout is that, you're not losing, you're not losing a step. You actually gain, Mm. you gain perspective and you gain a renewed sense or a recharged creative edge. Yeah. When you come back, you know, Mm -hmm. there's always that day of like, okay, I'm still in vacation brain. Got to get caught up. (laughs) But I find that the next day it's like, it's, I, I don't feel like I've lost a step. If anything, I feel like that perspective and that time away to disconnect and like, look at other areas of life, you know, whatever that may be for you, mm-hmm. it, um, it actually enhances and maybe even pulls me forward in what I've been doing at work because there's that, you mentioned that lateral, that lateral move. I find sometimes my best ideas come after or when, when during and after I've, I've mowed the lawn. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I'm just out there. And to me, uh, that something most people like that's not resting. Like, no, it's not, but it's kind of restful for me. Cause it's just, it's I man- like it. The manual labor is different it. than the knowledge labor. Yeah. For sure. And yeah. then, you know, I'll be mowing the lawn and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, uh, you know, maybe something we were troubleshooting earlier on in the day, we didn't make a decision, a new idea or a way of looking at it comes to mind. Like, Oh, it, okay. Interesting. Because there was that lateral, that lateral, um, I don't know you want to lateral move within my brain that I think is analogous to rest. And so I think when you disconnect and you go on vacation, you have different experiences with your family, maybe you go to a brand new place, you're um, talking with people of a different culture. To me, that's the same thing. You have this lateral move, which can give more creativity. And then sometimes I'll just be sitting on a beach on vacation. And I'm like, Oh, uh-huh. I'm going to, I'm going to mention that to the team when I get back, or, you know, there's just this, these ideas, these epiphanies that come up. It's funny that you say this. So, um, I think, I think maybe it is, it is this, it is this idea of lateral thinking. It's, it's putting yourself, your brain in different situations. Mm Mm-hmm so that you can think differently. I think we think that, man, all I need to do is like grind at researching, reading, designing, writing more code, 
more experiments, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it will get different or better results by just doing more of it. Mm -hmm. And instead, sometimes it's like, no, you actually need to step away from the problem. You need to step away from the grind to have have any sense of clarity. So the exact same thing happened to me on vacation. So you mentioned I took a vacation. I took Mm -hmm. a full two weeks off. I could have gone longer, I think, um, and it would have been fine, but that's okay. Um, but we, we were on the beach and when I was on the beach, I wasn't thinking too much about work every once in a while. My, I would daydream off a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. but I, I don't sleep really well. I think it's a little bit hereditary. Um, my parent, my, my dad never sleeps super well. His dad never sleeps super well, but like we, well, we all kind of lament about the two 30 AM, like "Eh, I'm up. Mm. why am I awake? You know, kind of thing. I've never, never been the deep, like my wife, she can, you know, you know, Jess can sleep like 10 hours straight <laughs> and just not even move. Uh-huh. And <clears throat> I did, I still was having light sleep while I was on vacation. But what was funny is I was waking up and finding myself like solving problems on, in my sleep on vacation that were work-related. Mm-hmm. And I literally was like, oh, I just, and I would just take a quick note mm-hmm. and my phone mm-hmm. two thirty, three, three o'clock in the morning. I'd be like, okay, cool. Got that out. Now, sometimes I would wake up in the morning and like, that did not make any sense. <laughs> like, like but what is that? That idea will tank us. My, my brain was, <laughs> was kind of going like, Hey, you're in a different place. You're in a different state right now. Um, I'm going to go and just let release some of these things. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah. that that is, that is the power of rest. Nate, who's um, our VP of sales, he, his rest is these intense, far-flung vac- um, trips that he takes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he'll go to like Vietnam and ride a motorcycle across the country, or he'll you know, go to Columbia and you know, backpack across, whatever. For him, it's that I want to go to a different place. It's nothing mm-hmm. like where I am now with people that look nothing like I do, with, you know, taking risks, trying things I've never done before feels like a recharge for him. Yeah. Yep. And I think that's what we're saying is yes, there's a physical rest. You need to sleep. It's extremely important. You need to find time to let your body and mind, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that's why meditation is really popular right now. It's this idea of how do you give your mind a rest, especially when we have these stupid electronic pieces of glass Mm -hmm. in our pocket that are just forcing our brain to just be on and doing things all the time. How do you let that rest? Yep. Um, and then there's, there's also the doing something that's not like what you normally do allows you to recharge. Mm-hmm. Which I yeah, think, I, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, it's the same with reading. Um, mm, yeah, I think every, I try to, I think every third book for me, sh- for me should be fiction without mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. You know, you get into whether I can get it's business, business booked out for sure. Yeah. Business book, leadership book, um, you know, whatever uh, book you want that's heady. Um, and then after a while, it's like, oh, I, my brain can't take another one. Uh-huh. So it's like, I need, I need a good fiction that I can get lost in some sort of yep. fictitious reality where, you know, there's these characters and great backstories. And um, then I can go back to another, another book. But I think mm-hmm. that's the same thing is I need to get lost. And more often than not, I'm able to take a scene from the book or something, the main character struggling with or whatever. And it's like, Oh, okay. I can extrapolate a concept. Yeah. 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 
um, and then come back to, you know, nonfiction or whatever, but yeah, I, I love really, fiction books. That's really key, Dan. I think that I just said your name to you in person, which is a thing that drives me crazy. I'm totally okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> that's really, that's really, really key, Dan, is, is this idea that what, how much we can learn from not forcing the same sets of, of data into our brain. I don't think I I'm pretty sure our brains are not meant to take all of the information that's available to us. It's just, it's just overload. And so yeah, we got to take in what we can take in. And then I don't know, I feel like a good fiction book or a vacation or rest is just that it's like telling the soil almost, you know, it's like, all right, it's pruning, it's pruning, it's uh, mm-hmm, pruning mm-hmm. back the, you know, the produce or whatever, and uh, getting it ready for, for new growth almost. Now there are spectrums. We talked about this totally. before we started recording. There are spectrums of rest. And this is kind of true of everything. And we, you and I yep. have been talking a lot about the fact that we really want to get away from like the world being hundred percent black and white and more like mm-hmm. the fact that there is goodness in, and I guess negativity or badness in, in everything. Yeah everything. Um, and I think rest can be the same way. The goodness of rest is the recharge, the, the, um, the ability to clear our minds, the ability to allow us to keep coming back and doing work and, and creating the discipline around those things is good. And we ought to do it. So we're sleeping well at night. We should take the weekends off, or at least have a a full day of like completely disconnecting from, um, Uh from work. I think that people should take rest from technology right? Um, where yep. we actually try to remove screens from in front of us. That's the idea of being out in nature, which is of course becoming really popular again. Mm-hmm. Like, why is it's popular? It's like, well, yeah, <laughs> that, because that's so funny. Nature's becoming popular. Again. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is a thing. I mean, right. I, I think yeah. there was a period of time, like growing up, we had the TV on all the time. It's yep. just, it was, it was a very um, normal thing for like in the nineties. I feel like or 80s and 90s, like, oh, we can have a television, it's color, and it's always live, and it has stuff coming in all the time, I could just leave this on, and it felt good, it just fed our, fed this, like, hunger in mm-hmm. our brains, I think it also damaged us in many ways, but mm. then, there, so that's one end of the spectrum, where, no, what am I trying to say, so there's the goodness of rest, yeah, I mean, too much of a good thing, yeah, too much of a good thing, or too, or not enough of a good thing, Okay. So maybe that's the balance where we're saying is like the goodness is when it's balanced. When you're, when you're finding times for intense engagement, intense work, intense contribution, yep, and then balancing that with a good night's sleep, weekends off, going on vacation on a regular basis, looking for other activities that are going to get, help you to do lateral thinking, looking for ways to balance the brain, to not just keep shoving it down, Mm -hmm. but actually balance it on the end. So that's kind of more in the middle, but on the ends of the spectrum, there is no rest, which I think we all are familiar with this idea of workaholism or, mm-hmm. um, or grinding was a, a pretty popular word, um, yeah. or hustle culture, right. Mm-hmm. Which is to say, if you're not working a hundred hour weeks, are you really working? Like, right. are you going to achieve your dreams if you're not willing to work mm-hmm. like that? And again, there can be seasons of that. Or it's just like, I, manual labor. Like I, I actually love working in the yard, Mm -hmm. but you know, after working in the yard for like six hours straight, I'm like, I need to stop. I'm hot. I'm hungry. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm just, I'm not one. I'm not used to that Two, Mm -hmm. Um, I need to rest. Mm -hmm. I might come back and finish the project tomorrow. You know, 
Um, so workaholism or overworking and not resting at all is an issue. Mm-hmm. I think that's a generational issue too. I think that there were sure. um, generations maybe that came out of the uh, baby boomers that were coming out off of their parents experiencing the Great Depression mm-hmm. and feeling like, no, you work and you don't stop working because you're not guaranteed that you're going to have food on the table kind of thing. Well, and the sun up to sundown was very, I mean, it was mm-hmm, work mm-hmm. was very based on the seasons. Right. I mean, completely. Uh, right. The weather w- really defined your work day and the right. season, you know, if depending on what you're producing, um, you know, spring through fall, it, it's, yeah, you know, maybe you are working from 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. because yeah. that's, you've got daylight to yeah. be able to do what you want to do. And then, you know, in the, in the winter months, you know, you may not be working part, you know, not much at all, depending on, you know, your, your work, but it was really defined by, so that whole idea of sun up to some down, I mean, you probably did have people working 80, hundred hour, but right. that's just 12, because 15 hour days. Yeah. Right. It, and for them at that point, it may not have been overworking. It was just the season. Well, you know, right. It because was just then they the would season. have winter. Exactly. They weren't planting where they, maybe right. they were doing things that they had to kind of prepare and they, you know, had to keep things from freezing and dying, but like, yep. You, your body went into, in some ways, like a, um, a hibernation kind of state where you, you start to slow down, right? Yep. Your, your rhythm of the season is I'm going to, I'm, this actually is going to be a long season of us not laboring, mm-hmm. but now reaping the reward of the work that we did before. Yep. And, but with the way that times have changed to where we, we still have, you know, obviously agriculture without question, but the, the bulk of work becoming service and knowledge work yep. is that sun up to sundown and just the change to in family life, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you know, family life is now a lot of revolved around, you know, activities in the evening, um, which can be good. There can be too much of it, but there's going to be a lot of good there. Right. So working sun up to sundown can create even a bigger disconnect between you and your friends and family, your community, mm-hmm. because of just the changes in the way that, you know, that we experience just social behavior, uh-huh. you know, for the most part, you know, in agrarian society, you probably worked with your family. So oh, it's you were, why you have yeah, so many you were kids. with them. Yeah. You were right. with them. Yeah, and yeah. so this idea of like, Oh, I need to get off at five. So I can, it's like, well, no, I'm going to be with my kids for another four hours until the sun goes down because <laughs> yeah. we're yeah. working. Yeah. Uh, but things, so the, I think there needed to be a shift. Um, so you mentioned the baby boomer generation, and this is all speculation and conjecture. Yeah, here, but it's fair, more if anyone listening. This is we're not this social is, scientists or anything. This is just us. I just want to yeah. clarify that yeah. it's more just me wondering of that mentality. So hard work was associated to a definite time period. You know, sun up to sundown. That doesn't. There's still the, uh, a good mentality of we're going to work hard, mm-hmm. but it probably doesn't need to be probably shouldn't be sun up to sundown, depending on, again, depending on your, on your vocation. Mm-hmm. And so I think that can lead to what we've talked about, you know, burnout grinding and yeah. grinding is a great term. Cause it really does feel that way. You know, those seasons, you know, thinking back to some seasons we had a few years ago. Um, yeah. I can remember times where I would come home and I really just felt like, you know, I'd been chipped away at uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> just grinding. Yeah. Um, and, and you're you like, do how that. much, how much more can I do? How, right. Right. And you know, it's like, depending on your capacity, it's like there for a season that can happen. But afterwards, mm-hmm. that, if, if you go too long without resting or um, making those changes, you can definitely feel like, okay, I'm being grinded away here. Yeah. 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 So okay, yeah, so that's, that's one end of the spectrum for sure. 
And on the other end of the spectrum, there is, um, you put it earlier, I think, well, this idea of you only work so that you can have leisure. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. We, we definitely are in a comfort generation, mm-hmm. um, comfort society, where the, the ultimate end, or the ultimate goal is not to do good work. The ultimate goal is to do enough work so that I can have leisure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, or, I mean, a lot of times, you know, the, the classic American dream, it's like, you know, you get to 62, 65 and to retire. I've made yeah. it now I retire. Yeah. 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 And, and there's goodness in that, right? There's goodness right. in, Absolutely. in, in the, the, you've done, you've put in your time so that you can, you can rest. But I think that we idolize and, and glorify this idea of, of the vacation life mm-hmm. that like, if I can only get to the point where I could just perpetually live the vacation life. Right. Where I could lit, I could sit on a beach forever. I could, I could, you know, go out to eat and never have to like sit down and like take the time to prepare food all the time. I could just live, you know, without effort. And 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 I and I think I kind of said that can be miscued as lazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to be careful that it's not always lazy. Sometimes it's just like I want to just experience the 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 pleasure yeah. of. Or even complacency, yeah, I think oh, is a good yeah. term. It's like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm good here. I've peaked, so to speak. Um, Almost a giving yeah. up. Yeah, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm good here. I'm good here. Which obviously for us, um, goes against one of our values, which is constant improvement. The right. idea of in generosity, yeah, and learning. It's like I'm learning so that I can continue to make a contribution way past, you know, retirement, way past vacation, way past this, uh, this time off or this rest I'm, I'm taking, I'm resting so that I can come back refreshed, continue to contribute, learn, grow. Um, but yeah, I think there's just so much this, this end in mind of I'm working for the weekend. I'm right. working to get to vacation. I'm yeah. working to get retirement yeah. and all of that is leisure. And again, we're not saying leisure is bad. Not at all. I think we. I think we'd be the first to say that we love leisure. It's oh, dude, great. You, you and I can <laughs> hang out on the weekend and just sit and drink like the best of them, right? But, right. But if the, if if our whole week, that's why I at a certain point I got really uncomfortable with this idea of like the working for the weekend, like you just said, or just can't wait for Friday. Let's mm-hmm. celebrate Friday. It's the end of the week. I don't have to work anymore, so that I can go. Again, it's like, I'm only doing this work so that I can get to the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I look forward to Mondays. Now, mm-hmm. I look forward to Mondays because I actually rested on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the other thing is a lot of people don't actually take the weekends to rest. They'll continue to work or mm-hmm. they'll, they'll continue to stare at a screen, which is what they were doing during the week, you know, and they don't allow their brain to rest. Now, and I'm, I'm perfect at that. Now, you know, I, there's lots of ways that I could get better at that especially with the screen stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Likewise. Yeah. Um, But when you do actually rest, um, then, then it allows you to come back and go like, Oh, cool. Monday is actually, I'm pumped for it. I'm ready for it. Like even coming back from vacation, I was checked out pretty much all the way through um, until the last few days where I was like, okay, let's start turning this back on. It's like pulling the the cord on the weed eater. I don't know. It's electric now, but you know what I'm, the, the analogy works. Like <laughs> pull, pull the trigger, push pull the, the trigger, you know, like <laughs> is the battery charged. Right. Um, and, and, 
starting to get back in, starting to check some notifications, starting to read some articles again, starting to get, okay, I'm going to get back going again. And then by the time Monday came back around, I was like, yeah, let's Mm -hmm. do this. I'm ready. Mm -hmm. I'm recharged. I'm feeling good. I have no idea what I'm supposed to work on right now, but that's okay. I'll get there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But I felt, I felt excited to come back and do good work. Mm -hmm. And again, that's, I think rest should be the motivation to get back to the contribution. Mm -hmm. And I think something that needs to be said that rest, especially in the time that we live, it has to be planned and it has to be intentional and it has to be structured. Well, so much better at that. (laughs) Well, (laughs) even like on the weekend. So, um, you know, even, you know, in, in my faith tradition, you know, as a Christian, you know, the, the idea of taking Sabbath, yeah. what we found as a family, it's like, we really want to make sure that our weekend is dedicated to where we have time for rest, you know, away from screens and just enjoy one another and, and truly rest. Yep. Um, it never works so well until we actually put a, t- a 24 hour period on it. Yeah. So like good. a, like a literal 24 hour from, f- I think it was, yeah, it was 5 PM Saturday to 5 p.m. Sunday. Yeah, I love that. And what that did is like, okay, if, if 5 p.m., so Saturday morning, I've got, I can get the lawn done, get all of our stuff done, errands ran, grocery store, all that stuff. And then we get to 5 p.m. And then it's just enjoying one another, going out to dinner, watch yep. a movie, play games, Yep. you know, uh, see what the neighbors are doing, whatever. And then 5 p.m. Sunday, it didn't put as much pressure to where like, if I needed to check an email, or after 5 p.m. on Sunday. Because like you said, I love what you said there, ease my brain back into after vacation. I think the same thing on the weekend. It's like, okay, six o'clock, seven o'clock rolls around, check a Slack or, oh, I have, we have a big meeting on Monday or it's like, okay, let me get my mind arranged. Like that freed me because I was no longer kind of in quote unquote rest mode. Uh, So for me, that structure, that planning, um, even with vacations, um, I now, and I've been doing this for three years, I will take the day off before we leave for vacation Mm -hmm. because it allows me to get in vacation mode away Mm -hmm. from work so that I'm actually present with my family. And then I'll take the day off after kind of like what you said to ease my mind and get ready for it. Cause it's almost like shock. If you go from vacation and then you come back and you, and you, and you go back to work, it's like, whoa, who are you? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Why, why, why am I, why am I here right now? Yeah. So anyways, I think there's, there's structure that comes, that can be a good thing when it comes to that. You're okay. So this is really good. And I want to, especially as we're unpacking the framework as a whole, sometimes it can be said that the disciplines habits should just like happen Mm. on accident or maybe there's intentionality, but I think what you're saying is you can do some small things I was talking to um, Teresa Torres on our, our podcast, um, uh, Discovering, uh, what's it called? Oh my gosh. Oh, Continuous Discovery Habits. Mm. And we talked about the fact, that, to, to your point, habits require a cue, a routine, and a reward. A reward. Charles mm. Duhigg, right? The, the, the habit routine. And so if we're talking about this being a discipline, that rest is a discipline, you have to figure out what your cues are. So for you, it's 5 p.m. on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Right. So you, you almost, you could set an alarm or you could literally block the time on your calendar or whatever it is, or just know 5 PM or roughly 5 PM. It's like, this is sundown on, on sun, Saturday right. or whatever. Um, or it's the day before the vacation. So I'm going to block that extra day mm-hmm. or it's, 
you know, whatever that, that rhythm is, it, uh, I have a thing on my phone, which I have been ignoring recently. I'll be completely honest, um, where it's like, <laughs> you need to be getting ready for bed right now. And oh yeah. Like, I've got you know, that on mine too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's like two hours later, I'm like, why <laughs> am I still awake? <laughs> um, but I think that you can do some, like you said, some structural things where you put cues in place to remind you you're getting ready to rest. Mm-hmm. This is in its own way. This is its own work is this is going to be a little uncomfortable. You're going to have to ask your brain to do something different than what it's been doing. Mm-hmm. Right. And so here's, here we go. Let's, let's, let's take a breath. Let's go ahead and do this. It's the same thing with meditation. Like this, the idea of sitting down and for, you know, with our, our faith background, this idea of sitting down and praying or meditating or studying in a way, like it takes work to say, I'm going to do something different than what I do 99% of the rest of the day. And I'm going to, I'm going to rest. Mm-hmm. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to clear my head. I'm going to pray. I'm whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, it's hard. It's difficult mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. But once you build the discipline of it, your body goes, oh, I'm used to that. I know that's coming. I know that structure that you have in place for me mm-hmm. is good. Right. Uh, and I think that's a really key thing. That's a very practical takeaway from this conversation around rest is what are, how can you look for some small things, mm-hmm. whether it's a time or a, a moment or an activity or something that says, train your brain to go, this is when we're going to rest. We're going to do this mm-hmm. and, and then plan for it. Right. Um, like, again, I'm not a great planner. You know, this, we talked about this before. Anybody that's in the boss cat podcast, <laughs> maybe can pick up on the fact that man, George never seems prepared. Um, <laughs> he can wing it like, like crazy, but he may not be prepared. Um, but when you do prepare, it allows you to actually enjoy that, that moment of rest, that vacation. 100%. And this yeah. is something when we came back from London, talking to Mark from form, he, some of the personal advice he gave me was like, George, I know that you love living in the moment, which means if, if I'm, if I'm only ever living in the moment, I'm just going to do what my body does by default, which is work. Mm. And because that's actually what I've trained it to do pretty well is just to get up, check the things, check, you know, talk to the people, create the, the asset, whatever. What you're going to have to figure out how to do is how the plan to treat the planning as a fun thing, because I mm-hmm. have to, I have to be having fun. I'm an Enneagram seven as a fun thing that will lead to a moment that you can enjoy later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, and again, planning the vacation, I did most of the planning for that. I think it's, it is a discipline to learn how to create those structures you just talked about for rest and whew, yeah. ah, I'm working on it. I'm working but on you, it. I think what you find is that the upfront, yeah, that intentionality, but then when you get to that point, it's like you can be spontaneous and yeah. you can be yeah. what we found, what was frustrating, uh, has been frustrating for us is that, well, and just honestly, our season of life spontaneity is not much of a thing. Well, you've got, <laughs> I mean, we, four, you've got, got 14 we've, and we've a half got, kids. Yeah. Right. That's right. I mean, and I tell my kids that sometimes like, Hey dad, can we go to uh, sky zone today? I'm like, all right, hold on. Look at our family. <laughs> it's like, I would love to be spontaneous, but it's just not much of a thing. Sky zone. All right. Let's look at the calendar. I mean, mm-hmm. and that's just, mm-hmm. but then when we get it on there and then we get there or wherever we're going, it's oh, like, go crazy. Oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah. So we, um, yeah, what I found is that intentionality leads to being yeah, present and 
not just proximate, but present with whoever you're going to be with friends on a vacation or family or, uh, you know, a night out or whatever that looks like. But there has to be that level, at least for us, again, that level of, of, of structure. That way, when you get to it, you don't have to worry about it. And into that end, on the other end of the spectrum, it is learning to say, I've planned for this. Mm-hmm. So while I'm there, I don't have to be planning. Exactly. It's like, what and are we going to do tomorrow? Yeah. That's the worst on a vacation or it's like, hey, what are we going to do tomorrow? I don't know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And sometimes that's okay. And that can be uncomfortable too. So for, yeah. so for my wife, she's a planner. She's really mm-hmm. great at looking ahead. And so she's always looking ahead. So sometimes it's, it is her leaning on me to go like, hey, let's be here and enjoy this moment because we planned for this moment. Mm-hmm. And like, while we're here, we don't have to be thinking about what the next moment is. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's also rest. It's like, while you're resting, do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. Act, you planned for this. You planned for the rest. You put the cues in place. Now actually practice it. There was a, so a friend of mine, he was talking about a vacation he just took with his wife. Well, um, uh, Gabe at church. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, three weeks ago or whatever. And he said something that I thought, oh, that's so great. He said, we both, we had a little bit of an itinerary, but we also just kind of, um, it was also loose because yeah, it felt like the space. Yeah. And he said something in the opposite. He said, um, so he said over planning and, um, or yeah, over planning felt too rigid, but going there with no planning felt exhausting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. interesting. Cause I would have thought like over planning, exhausting. Yeah. But he said like planning, nothing felt exhausting. And I thought, interesting. Yeah. Cause if you get there and you had, you didn't know what you're doing, no plan, no nothing that, that can lead to exhaustion. Yeah. Literally just so took a I deep thought, breath thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, okay. So there is that happy medium, like, you know, structuring too much is too rigid. You know, it's like, boom, boom, boom. We got to get there. But planning nothing seeming, I don't know. I, that was helpful for me. Well, and it's interesting because I, you know, we were talking about this before we started recording that I have a major dis- decision paralysis. Mm. And if you don't plan something. So for me, like our vacation, we went to Florida and we, in the few things that I knew I wanted to do, there was a couple of restaurants I wanted to hit because they're our favorite spots. And then a couple that are new that I wanted to try. And then we know we always go play putt putt at the same spot. And then we knew that we wanted to get so many days on the beach. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, that was enough. That was enough to know that if we, if we knock out like five out of the six of those things, it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. And we did lots of other things, but it wasn't getting there and going like, I have no idea what we're going to do. Yeah. You know? And so you yeah. don't do anything because you just sit there going, oh, there's too many options. Right. And but you, it, and by doing that, you also left room for just to, to open up to new things. Like say you go out to dinner and yeah. you get talking to another family or a couple there and they say, Oh, what, what, what have you guys been doing? And they right. say, Oh, you should try this. And like, Oh, interesting. Let's go try that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we, 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 we pulled, I think we pulled ourselves towards the personal family vacation um, yep. side of things. I want to bring it back to work just for a second. And as we wrap this up, when we're, when we're talking about this idea of rest, of vacationing, of, of the weekend, of sleep, again, it has, it's, it's in service of the business in many ways mm-hmm. or the team. And mm-hmm. I want that to be clear is that, yes, this is a self-care thing for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I don't want to ever downplay the value of self-care, although I think we can also over-glorify the value of self-care, but like the, the, there's self-care is important. Mm-hmm. 
but it is in many ways important for the team, for, mm-hmm. for the purpose of the organization. And so when, when the organization, from our perspective, from leader, leadership perspective, when you are incentivizing, when you are encouraging your team to rest, you both have to set the example, which I've struggled with. You've done much better at that than I have, but how do you set the example of taking time off is good? Mm-hmm. How do you set the example of shutting things off in the evenings or whatever the time is, or at least making sure it's clear that you're taking a block of time off in the, to, to rest is good. And, and then in your one-on-ones, in your planning sessions, how do you recognize how much time will or will not be available? So one of the things we do in our sprint planning for our growth team is, is say, who's going to be off in this next two weeks? Recognizing there probably will be someone on this large-ish team that will be off. And that's good. Right. Just name it. Yep. Um, that way people aren't expecting like, oh, everyone will be available all the time and you should expect it. And they, if they're ever gone, probably you should question whether or not they're pulling their weight. You know, mm-hmm. and so making sure that there's just that's part of the conversation. You're planning for it. Mm-hmm. You know, Larissa is going to be gone. Okay, cool. We know it. She's out on Friday. She's going to take a long weekend, whatever, or she's going to take the full week off. Mm-hmm. We know it now. Um, I think PTO zero PTO policy is extremely popular right now. I think it's a great model. There are also some downsides to it because you're not there's no cue to remind you to yeah. take time off because that, when you yeah. had vacation that you could lose. You used it. <laughs> right. And we found that more often than not, we had to kind of remind people, hey, you haven't taken time off. Go do it. Right. Because we almost removed a structure there, which we mm-hmm. we, we did. We removed yeah. a structure. Yeah. Uh, a limit, uh, a guide rails. It's like, well, now there's no guide rails. And so, yeah. um, which I think is the right way to go. But what introduced uh, a new discipline is encouraging those who yeah. haven't taken vacation. And the great thing is, is like when you are contributing well and mm. you are performing well and you are doing work well for our, you know, your clients, your customers, but also with your coworkers. Yep. When you announce, Oh, I'm going on a two week vacation more often than not, at least in my experience, the client in the room is saying, Oh, really cool. Where are you going? Yeah. Like, it's not like worry or concern. Um, because it's paired with what it's paired with good, hard work. Yep. And now you're going to rest and rejuvenate and then come back. You've invested so much in that trust bank that we've talked about before that when you say, Hey, I'm going to take some time off so that I can recharge and come back and do even better work for you tomorrow or Mm -hmm. two weeks from now. Mm -hmm. They're like, yeah, do it. Please do it. Right. Cause I want you at your best. I think the one last, um, idea that, that popped into my head that we talked about too, that's associated to rest is celebration. So, you know, hitting on that a little bit is that celebrating a job well done, you know, an important release, you know, um, a product, uh, achieving a certain milestone, Mm -hmm. um, even celebrating personal things at work with your coworkers engagements or life events. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, celebration is, is most certainly underneath that rest ca- category because you're taking time to pause, yeah, to step away, and think, think differently. Yeah, and like with your team and your coworkers, look at hey, look at what was just accomplished. Mm-hmm. Let's celebrate that. Mm-hmm. That that is rest. And so rest is not just absence of consciousness. 
sleeping. sleeping. Yeah. Um, and it's not going to, to a faraway island, though it is, but it's also those small moments of, you know, going out with a happy hour and, you know, saying, hey, cheers to a job well done. Uh-huh. This was a great release. The client's so happy. Um, and then what happens the next week? It continues, but you took time to pause and celebrate. I, Dan, I'm glad you brought that up. That's such a good reminder because we love to celebrate at Crema. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely a part of our culture, but it's not just the celebration for the sake of celebration. It is celebration because we found that it, again, it forces you to do that lateral thinking that switching your brain to going is, am I getting, is what I'm doing actually creating any value in the world, mm, making a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Is it making a difference? Yeah. And, and when you celebrate, you kind of tell your brain, like, get, I'm going to give you that little, that little, um, uh, what's the stuff in your brain that's good that makes you feel good um endorphins endorphins. yeah Yeah. i'm gonna get a little endorphin kick which is let's cheers let's celebrate let's clap let's high five or whatever we're allowed to do now um it's it's gotten better we can high five a little bit more now right um (laughs) and um that that is such a beautiful thing because again the team comes back around now sometimes Sometimes it, it, it can feel like lip service. Sometimes it can feel like, uh, this is just the thing we're doing because we do it. Cause like we have Wednesdays every, right. You know, every Wednesday morning we celebrate our wins at Crema, but that's a discipline. It's a structure to remind us, let's think differently for just a second, mm-hmm. 30 minutes from now, you're going to go grind again. But this morning we're all going to come together and we're going to cheers. We're going to clap. We're going to celebrate the hard work that you've all been doing. Um, and then, and it also tunes you to look for it. Mm-hmm. Right. So we have to ask, what are the wins from the last week? What went well? What's worth celebrating? There's something. Right. It's not, right. it's not all grinding and hard work. Right. What, what did we get done? And then right. we get demos and we get to see what people have done and we get to, you know, um, yeah, it's a good point. I think we could have a whole episode just on celebration, but I, it does mm. fit in this kind of rest category, which is from moment, from a moment, stepping away from the contribution, feedback and exploration, and just celebrate, rest, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. recognize it was good. Yep. I think this was good. I can celebrate this episode. I can too. And it, I mean, I don't know where everyone else is when they're listening to this, but for us, it's Friday. Yeah. I mean, if you, that's right. <laughs> that's a good point. Good point. It's Friday morning. That's right. Friday morning. Uh, yeah. Maybe we shouldn't crack open a drink quite yet. But, um, <laughs> right. um, yeah, no, this is, this is, a, I think this has been a really, really good conversation. And I think I hope people are looking for, I think, hope people take away from this, the opportunity to look for cues, build the structure, build the planning in to just ex- expect that rest is going to be a part of it mm. and that you are going to see, we didn't, maybe we didn't say that explicitly, you, you're going to be blown away by when you train your people, when you train yourself to rest and then get back to work, mm-hmm. the results that you're going to see are going to be pretty, pretty mind blowing. I think. Yep. Couldn't agree more. All right, Dan. Well, have a good restful weekend. You too. See you. Bye. This episode of People of Product was produced by Larissa McCarty with support from Gabby Caton, Julie Branson, and Alexa Alfonso. Our hosts are George Brooks and Daniel Linhart. People of Product is brought to you by Crema, a digital product agency. We believe that creativity, technology, and culture can help individuals and organizations thrive. Learn more at crema.us.